Hello, everybody. My name is Nkozi, and this is the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Joining me also on the podcast is my co-host, John. You want to say hi, John? Hey, everybody. All right. So it is early in January, so we're going to talk about some of the things that we are going to anticipate coming up in this year in regards to TV shows. Also, uh, John is going to give us his food review. So, John, take it away. Well, hello once again, everyone, and God bless Harlem. God bless Harlem. Now, when it comes to the Harlem area and its restaurants, I'm, I've always been in Harlem. When it, when it comes to food, I always know where in Harlem I can go get some good food at. Like, if you ask me where I can go get a breakfast, best breakfast sandwich, I can tell you where to get a good breakfast sandwich in Harlem. If you ask me where's a good uh, burger spot, I can tell you about five spots in Harlem that you can get a good burger. And I'm telling you, God bless it. Not only is it getting a lot of press because of um, restaurants like Red Rooster and Harlem Shake and a lot of other popular restaurants. And one I mentioned on the podcast, um, Noodle, Harlem Noodle. And I tell you, good, good restaurants. But one of the restaurants that I checked out today, I want y'all to know about a new soulful chicken spot that's got my neighbors constantly inviting me to Sunday dinners. Now, anytime I'm invited somewhere, I'll bring fried chicken. I really do. Anytime. I mean, I'll ask, of course, but I bring it. Now, if you follow my page, you're already aware of my travels to California and my love for fried chicken and waffles. Yet today, I want to give you a give a shout out to Charles Pan Fried Chicken. It's amazing and reasonably priced. Now, if you grew up on wholesome home cooked food, then you can agree with Charles when he says fried chicken just like mama used to make it i pray this place stays open till the end of time i was filled with hope that grade a cuisine has once again returned to harlem i mean the menu is all full of side dishes out of a out of the movie soul food pretty much my favorite is that the cornbread. I mean, it was it was made just like, you know, when me and my pop used to make cornbread. I mean, really good, really good. I mean, I could go into detail, but I mean, this cornbread literally was well made. Like, you know, the nice big chunk of my, you know, everybody be like, you know, you got to have a big piece of cornbread on your plate. I mean, this was well, perfect, fresh, and mm, every bite, I was just, I just couldn't help but go, 
Mm. Now, they have a great brunch special also. And it's from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Everything on the brunch menu is $10. You get um, chicken, fried chicken of your choice. You can either get smothered or barbecued. And you get it with two sides. If you do it like me, I, I, I went and got the yams. I got the candy yams and um, the macaroni and cheese, which wasn't bad, but it, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't as good as when I got the candy yams with the collard greens. Now, nah, nah, that, that, that was just off the chain. Um, this restaurant has two locations. One is on 340 West, 145th Street in New York, of course, hot. Not right in Harlem. And I tell you, when you walk in, they greet you, you know, as you wait online from when you enter the door to when you wait online to the part way to part of the restaurant where you make your order. You know, they're always customer service is on point and very, 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 you know, makes you made me feel like I was home, you know, really made me feel like I was home. But see, the thing is that makes me really, really like this restaurant. And on one side, I feel like they should maybe franchise more. But then a part of me is like, mm, I mean, it's so good. I mean, they really wouldn't need a franchise unless it was really, really necessary. And I'm telling you, the the second location over on 146 West 72nd Street, where they have like small seating, yo, I'm telling you right now, if you go down to that location, make sure whatever you get, get a second helping of it because you're gonna want something to take home. I can't, you know, I'm not making this up, people. You're really going to want to take something home, you know? I mean, I, I really like this restaurant. The um, second location, you know, has that, like, you know, wholesome decorum, you know? Like, you you, you uh, rented out a small banquet hall for, like, a church function or a Sunday dinner. Really nice, you know? Really, really well put together. And the staff at that location are just as the same as the staff over at the 145th Street um, location. Very friendly, very professional, and the food just, it, it kind of puts you on like a food high a little bit. But yeah, definitely everyone, I am not going to stress it or linger any further on the subject. Definitely check out Charles Pan Fried Chicken and feel free, hit me up. You know, let me know what you think. What's your favorite combination? And on that note, I'm closing this review. All right. So as I said before, we're going to talk about some of the, at least for us, the most anticipated shows that we want to see. So... I think I'm going to start this list off this week, John, if I may. 
Oh, the floor is yours. All right. And the first show that I'm going to talk about, it's coming out very soon, in fact. This podcast is going to come out on the, what, 24th, 25th. And this show is going to come out literally the next day after it. And that's the show called uh, Poker Face. Now, this is a brand new show. It's a limited series. It's a 10-part mystery series that it's being built under. And mainly, the only thing, well, the thing that brings me into this show is I like mystery shows. Those are always really fun. But the main thing that's going to really make me want to see this show is, of course, Natasha Leggero. Now, if you don't know who Natasha Leggero is, she or Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone is an amazing actress. She was in one of my favorite Netflix series of the past decade in the series Russian Doll. Now, her delivery is amazing. She can literally, literally do almost no wrong in my mind. And, you know, we're talking about this cast is also going to be stacked to the gills. Because it's a limited series, the thing I like about them is you're probably going to get these self-contained stories. So think about it kind of like when we were watching Andor and we all loved it. And the part that everybody loved was the fact that it had essentially limited series all along the season. So three episodes would be an entire series. And then you'd go episode four to six, and that would be its own series. And then you'd go to episode seven to nine, and that would be its own series. And I think that's what we're going to get here. Because, I mean, you, you're seeing a lot of guest stars in this series. I'm truly intrigued, especially since it's written by the people who also rape, who also wrote Knives Out. I love that. Mm. And Knives Out was good. Yeah, Knives Out was really good. So I am very much interested in where this is going to go simply because I trust her as an actress and I trust the writers. And the premise that the only thing she has is she can tell when someone is lying to her leads to so many interesting avenues and breakaways so i can't wait for this i'm gonna be waiting to see how this first episode goes and i hope it doesn't disappoint me but i would say that is my first show that i'm truly intrigued by so john what's the show that you are uh intrigued by so the show I'm going to start off my list from my, from number three, and I'm counting down. So the first show that I'm intrigued by and I'm looking forward to see is Bridgerton season three, which is going to be airing later on this year. And I'm really looking forward to watching this third season of Bridgerton because for everybody Hopefully everyone listening to this podcast 
has um, watched Bridgerton. Definitely looking forward to um, this season, this third season, because I have so many questions. I mean, are we gonna are we gonna finally catch who Lady Whistledown is? I mean, we all already know at least, but um, is Queen Charlotte finally gonna uh, is she gonna be the one that cracks the mystery, or will it be um? One of our other protagonists who is looking forward to finding who Lady Whistledown is. But yes, I got to tell you, I'm definitely looking forward because I want to see if any characters from any of the uh, first season make their return. Of course, I'm talking about the Duke, which from my wife's point of view... She was telling me um, he may or may not show up, but I mean, I'm hoping does make an appearance. You know, find out how his uh, nuptials are going from his point of view. Yeah. So, with that being said, I am going to um, pass the torch back over to you, Kennedy. Alright, so I'm just going to go right into the second show that I'm going to talk about as my most anticipated. It is Mm -hmm. a show that's going to be on Apple TV. Now, full disclosure, I'm not in love with Apple TV. It has some nice shows on it. The issue I have with Apple TV is the issue I think people have with a lot of streaming apps, which is there are a lot of streaming apps out there and people need to save their money. So if you're going to have a lot of streaming apps, you need at least one show from that streaming app where you are like, I will pay money when this comes on to see it. And nothing's going to stop me from paying money. Right? So with Mm -hmm. Apple, that show is Ted Lasso. It's Ted Lasso with a bullet. You cannot tell me that people do not want to see this show. Because Ted Lasso is amazing. And Mm -hmm. we're all waiting for season three. Of course, if you don't know Ted Lasso, I don't know where you have been under. Maybe you just don't like TV or maybe you just can't afford Apple TV, in which case I understand. If you can Mm -hmm. or if you have a friend who can, I highly recommend you watch Ted Lasso. It is a show where Jason Sudeikis plays the title card character, Ted Lasso. He is an American football coach going over and becoming the manager of a London football team. And the thing that really elevates Ted Lasso is I think Ted Lasso does a perfect job of blending both British comedy and American comedy. I think that's its ultimate settling point because Ted is this incredibly nice upbeat person who you just can't 
help but love. You know, if Ted doesn't like you, you must have done something bad. So he's just so nice, so upbeat, so sunny, where even some of his harshest critics come around and they say, oh, it's Ted. He's probably going to fail, but I don't want him to because I love him so much. And the rest of the cast is great. You know, you have uh, Brett Goldstein. He's playing Roy Kent. You have uh, Brenda Hunt, Brendan Hunt, who plays Coach Beard. You know, Nick Muhammad, who in my mind is the second best actor on that show by playing uh, Nathan Shelley. Hannah mm-hmm. Waddingham, of course, who plays Rebecca. She's from Game of Thrones, as well as many other shows. She's great. Really, this is just a top-down uh, cast of amazing people. And there is one person on here that I want to bring up that is a little story, and that is Juno Temple, who plays Keeley. I did not, until I looked at the cast, I did not realize that was Juno Temple. Completely forgot what Juno Temple looked like, and I was like, oh, that's Juno Temple? And I was like, okay, Juno Temple, still bringing solid acting, you know? (laughs) And really... The thing I love about this show is not only is it with the blending of both American styles of comedy, which is much more, what's the word? It's much more aspirational, whereas I would say British style comedy is much more like dour. It's not dour. That's the wrong word. I think the big difference between the big examples when we think of british comedy and american comedy is with british comedy you can stay in that awkward terrible moment and you find the comedy in being there and i think in american comedy it's a lot more upbeat it's a lot more these are funny situations that are happening but they're not necessarily happening to me And in British comedy, it's these are terrible situations and they're happening to you specifically. You know, it's it's a much more nuanced conversation and I'm probably not explaining myself incredibly well. But if you see Ted Lasso, you could just see the difference in terms of who he is versus the culture and how both, you know, really fit into each other. But I would say the biggest reason why I'm looking forward to this is because at the end of season two, Spoiler alerts for the end of Ted Lasso season two. If you have not seen it, please go see it. Nathan, who you loved in the first season, has now done a complete heel turn in the second season. He is the guy that you do not like. And now he's gone off and he is going to be a new manager for a different team that Rebecca's ex-husband now is an owner of. And the thing I love about this is this show really does give a great blueprint on what toxic masculinity, like another form of it, can look like. And how not only Mm. could it be destructive to the people around you, how it could be destructive to the person who is being toxic 
and who's being toxic. So I, I love that. And I have a theory for season three. I'm not going to get into it. Maybe we'll get into it a little bit later. But I have a theory mm-hmm. that because I think everybody in season three wants to see the fall of Nathan. And if Nathan fell and fell hard, I wouldn't be angry at that. I don't think Nathan's going to fall, at least not in the professional sense. I think he's going to be successful, but he's going to fall worse in terms of a personal sense because all his validation comes from outside instead of coming from within. Because we all know people who value outside validation more than they value internal validation you know we all know people who they need to hear other people say that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread they won't believe themselves if they say to themselves in the mirror i'm the greatest thing since sliced bread and that's the beauty of nathan's character which is why i love it i would do a dissertation on ted lasso if i could but that's not the episode we're giving you so i i will leave it at that I don't have a I don't have a premiere date for Ted Lasso. I know it's coming out this year, but trust me when it comes out, we are going to see probably the most aspirational and also potentially redeeming of a guy who is just not happy with themselves. And I think that's going to be really interesting journey to be on especially on apple tv go ahead john so for my second show number two is squid game season two now i'm really really looking to um sink my teeth in but into this show into this season being that this is going to be a season two for Squid Games, I'm looking forward to thinking about teeth. But I'm not going to binge watch it. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Not going to do that. I will not binge watch it. I will take my time. And when I say take my time, I'm going to take my time because I want to win this season of Squid Games. Okay. I mean, this is one of... This Squid Games has to be at least... Maybe a no, it actually is like one of the top K dramas that's been watched in my household. I mean, literally, we from from the first one, we just couldn't stop watching it. I mean, it got to a point where I stopped on where wherever um we stopped either me and my wife stopped at the episode or I watched ahead. Then she'll watch that episode, but I mean, literally, literally, I've I've decided that this season I will not binge watch. I will take my time because that show had two, the first season just wowed me, literally wowed me. And I I can't wait till um, Squid Game season two airs on Netflix because I'm just going to be like, oh, Squid Game Season 2 is on now. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, No Temptation wants me to watch it now. But I decide to be good, not bad. And I'll wait for my uh, wife and me to get together and watch it together. Because I'm telling you, and you probably already know, listeners, Squid Games Season 1 was good. I mean, just imagine Squid Games Season 2 is probably going to, like, just literally break into break the mold on how some of these K dramas are coming out. It might break the mold. Who knows? I mean, we have so many good K dramas out these days. I'm not gonna go too much into detail because that could be that could be another episode. Who knows? So um definitely big ups to all my Squid Games fans. It, um, who are also probably sitting at home, like saying to themselves, Yes, I cannot wait till season two. Uh, sadly, I have no, uh, um, no info on the exact release date. From what I'm aware of, there it's supposed to be airing later on this year or the beginning of 2024. Hopefully we get it this year because we've been, I mean, this is trailers and fan-made trailers from fan-made trailers to all these, all these trailers that have been coming out the woodwork. Everybody's like, well, when is this, when is this going to come out? So on that note, I'm going to pass the torch for the final time to you my guy okay thank you for that i think the last show that i'm gonna talk about is one that is pretty close to my uh nerd heart obviously uh Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna beat around the bush this show of course is secret invasion the next Marvel TV show. I love Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. I love him as Nick Fury. And the reason why I love him as Nick Fury is, for those who don't know, especially in the Marvel Universe, Nick Fury was a white character. He was a white guy with a cigar who looked a lot like David Hasselhoff. In fact, there is mm-hmm. a David Hasselhoff at least TV show, like made for TV TV show where David Hasselhoff is Nick Fury. That is how the character was originally put in the comics. And when they cast Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, He has been so iconic in that role that now it's canon that Nick Fury looks like Sam Jackson. That is how much Mm -hmm. of an impact he has. He has such a big impact on the character that the character in the comics now looks like him. He didn't need to look like the character. The character had to look like him. Because that's how Sam Jackson rolls, because we all know Sam Jackson is 
a bad mother shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Too slow. Too slow. I beat you there. I beat you. It's fine. I beat you. I got you. But uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just joking. So I love Sam Jackson. That's number one. Number two, I love the Secret Invasion storyline. And if you've seen the trailers, you have kind of an idea of how it's going to go, which are the scrolls, which before in the MCU, the scrolls are one thing in the comics. The scrolls are essentially super spies who infiltrate any and everything they can and try and take over governments that way. That's not the version we see in the MCU, though. So I'm interested to see how they're going to spin this. Number one, I'm also super interested to see a spy drama done in six to ten parts. I think it's only six episodes, but a spy drama done in six parts because six episodes means there's not a lot of filler in these episodes. Every episode has to hit. Like when you have a 20 episode season, you could have episodes that don't directly inform on the plot. When you have a season that's only six episodes, every episode has to be important. If it isn't important, then you're wasting the entire series as a whole. So that's the second thing I love about the Secret Invasion storyline. Who do you trust? Who's working for the enemy, who's been replaced, kind of that invasion of the body snatchers mentality, but also in terms of a spy thriller, because we're getting a lot more of the uh, B to C level MCU characters, you know, Maria Hill, we're going to get, you know, Don Cheadle in there, we're going to get Martin Freeman, uh, we're going to get Talos back, Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, Amelia Clark is also going to show up, so I hope she does well. And you're getting all these really good actors, full stop, good actors. You're getting them in this show, and they're just going to be able to play off each other, and I'm really interested to see how that goes. The third thing that I find funny is that this is the only MCU movie where you literally have both Coretta Scott King and Malcolm X are going to be in this uh, TV show. And the only reason I say that is because Carmen Ego, she played Coretta Scott King, while Kingsley Benadire played Malcolm X. So I just, I love that as a fan of you know, black history and black cinema. I That just tickles me, you know, where it's like, hey, <laughs> what's the fastest way to get from the, from doing independent movies to the MCU? That's right, civil rights movies. <laughs> I, just, I just think that's really an interesting wrinkle that I love. So that is my number one TV show that I want to see in 2023. And John, I'll pass it off so that way you could say yours. All right. Now, 
with my final last shows, before I mention my final last shows, um, if it's okay, um, I there, there was a couple of shows that didn't make my list. Well, it was actually three. And um, number three was, uh, out of the three was Night Court. Uh, which is the, which is a pretty much a reboot slash spinoff of the old show Night Court, but what it's the story of this um, version is taking place with the daughter of the judge. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Also, another show is Free Ridge which will be airing on Netflix. I don't have an expected time, but um, it is pretty much um, a spinoff to the show On My Block. And the last show, which I'm glad to get into, which I'm already watching, I'm three episodes in, but I'm doing it respectfully. I'm doing it respectfully. I'm sticking to my no binging, and I'm, like I said, I'm on the third episode, could be on four, but I'm on the third, because I tune in every day, and that is That 90 Show. Now, That 90 Show is a spinoff of the original show, That 70s Show, and I gotta say, I am... I'm I'm loving this. I'm liking this. Like from beginning from the first episode all the way to where I'm at now, it is just nothing but laughs. Nothing but laughs. I mean, it kinda hits you with a nostalgia barrier in there, but from the first episode, you don't even sense it. You know? You it really like it really pulls you in. Like if you are trying to get out of, get away from that 70s show, that 90s show is going to pull you back in. But let me get to my number one top anticipated show that I'm expecting to be the craze this year in 2023. And that's Queen Charlotte, a Bridgington story. Now... If you follow Bridgington, you know of um, you know of Queen Charlotte from the first episode, and this basically is going to talk about, uh, well, like I said, I don't, from what I've heard or what I'm assuming, it's going to talk about her relationship with the king and how and her personality and how she how she acted com, compared from when she was younger compared to how she is now as a queen and also it talks more um queen charlotte is going to definitely be touching more on her relationship with her husband and I, i'm definitely looking forward to seeing that because i have my questions i've always had my questions with um uh, about Queen Charlotte. I mean, you don't see the king much. Like and when you do see the king, 
Like this woman's got to be known, like made aware of his whereabouts before he becomes like, like literally um, seen by anybody. I mean, dang. I mean, I heard of Wise keeping that, keeping a, a big eye on their husbands, but dang, she she takes it to the, she takes it to the max, yeah. Like literally takes it to the max. I ain't knocking Queen Charlotte, but I want to know what's what's all these million eyes got to be on your husband for. I mean, I hope I hope we can clear up the, this mystery. Um, in this series. Um, the one reason why I really liked it, I'm looking forward to, because of the character that plays Queen Charlotte, is from one of my favorite TV shows, uh, Sex Education which is also on Netflix. She plays the character Lizzie, which I gotta say is hilarious. I mean, uh, if you've seen Sex Education, you already know a character. If you haven't, watch it. Seriously, watch it. And another show, she's been in plenty of other shows like um, Doctor Who. Yeah, she was in Doctor Who. She played Allison. And she was, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, and I almost forgot. Wow, I'm surprised I almost forgot this. She also played as Sophie Huntley in the show Line of Duty. Now, I gotta say, I know, I know y'all are like, okay, he only picked Queen Charlotte as his number one because he made Bridgington season three his number three. Now, my reason for Queen Charlotte is seriously, seriously more. The reason why I made this my number one, because of the literal cast that's going to be in this season. And yes, most of it's from the show Bridgerton. Most of the cast that's in Queen Charlotte, uh, Bridgerton story, most of the cast is from the show, but I'm I'm expected the reason why I expect so much and I anticipate I anticipate this show being a top because this show will most likely I'm hoping touch on elder characters from the Bridgington show. And I'm really looking looking forward to um finding that out. Finding everyone's tale. And that's all I will I have to say on that matter. The king of good food, well, hopefully one day, has spoken. All right. Well, I think we've given everybody some really good picks, some really good choices. So mm-hmm. I think we can uh, think we can sign off. So John, uh, tell the people where they can find you. Well, it ain't really hard to find me. You just have to listen. If you hear, if you hear the, the smacking of lips, the sound of satisfaction, like you hear a person say, mm, then you'll know I'm right behind you, eating something good. But instead of probably stalking me, which I don't want you to do, you can... Check out my Instagram page, 
Fat Man Loves Anime and YC21. Definitely check me out. Feel free to message me if you have a restaurant in mind you want to check out together. We'll go check it out. Or if you have a comment uh, about one of my posts, feel free to hit me up. Or if you are looking for a interesting, you know, a place to take you and your lady. Oh, definitely. I'm a helpless romantic. Hit me up. I know places. Okay? Hit me up. Definitely. And... Hmm. I think it's... I think we, we, we have another mystery to crack. Um, can we find you, man? Well, I know that people can find me wherever the podcast is. So if you want to comment give us ideas or critiques or anything like that you can email us at two sides podcast at gmail.com that's t-w-o-s-i-d-e-z podcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at the username two sides coin you can find us on instagram at two sides of a coin you can find us on podbean And you can also find us on Spotify. So, everybody, I hope you have a great time. I hope that you have a good rest of the week. And if you've seen any of these shows after this and you really want to give us your opinion on them, please feel free to let us know. All right. Have a good one.